When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hello there. It's showtime. What is this, trick-or-treat? Did I do that? I'm Sailor Moon, the champion of justice. Daddy would have gotten us Uzi's. The power is yours. <laughs> My name is Grace Jones. Welcome back, Radical Ones, to another episode of the Radical Retro Rewind Podcast. As always, I am your host, Radical Ryan Hunter, and I'm joined again by my co-host and friend, Rob, the movie geek himself, for 1996's The Phantom! Phantom! Hey, everyone. Hi. Yay. Billy Zane. That's all there is. Goodbye, everybody, and uh, see you next week. Yeah. Wonderful review. Billy Zane. Done. So this is a movie that that Rob has not seen before, right? No, I have seen this. I don't have any memory of it. No memory of it. I saw it once and it was in the theaters. I remember going to see this in the theaters. I want to say Titanic was out. It was 96. Let's say Billy Zane Titanic. 97. Oh, okay. Then what I'm thinking of is Demon Knight then. Demon Knight was out. And I knew of Billy Zane, but also it's a super Dead hero movie. Calm. Ooh, Dead Calm with Nicole Kidman, him out on the boat. So I, yeah, Billy Zane was always in my head so yeah of course i saw this movie so one of the things that also happened was to promote the movie and as well as milk there was the famous got milk campaign can i get some milk please she got the last one excuse me i'll be right back okay we need two specials all right let's not take half Check, please. 
where Billy Zane appeared in phantom purple getup with his mask, sitting on his throne with the milk mustache. So as soon as I read that, all these memories started to come back. What do you remember about this 90s Got Milk campaign that really was everywhere at the time? And then it just disappeared like the wind, I feel like. Well, it didn't make me drink more milk, I'll tell you that. Like... (laughs) <laughs> I still drink my sugar. I don't care about no ad. <laughs> I damn sure didn't get no mustache like they did. I mean, theirs was on pretty thick. Like, I don't think mil- mustaches from milk do not look that thick. I'm sorry. I don't know what they were drinking, but <laughs> it didn't make me drink more milk. <laughs> Going back after I read that, I looked for images of the campaign and, and I remembered a lot of them because I wanted to come up something for Instagram. But as I'm going through this, right, I'm like, Rob, the mustaches are so thick. It just it just looks wrong. It looks like glue and all yeah. other things. And it's just, ooh. They were drinking milkshakes or something. They weren't trying to be healthy. Here's the thing. That campaign was out when I was at the peak interest of subscribing to magazines all yeah. the time. And these ads were in every single magazine. So like Entertainment Weekly, Teen People, what are some other ones? Like in Instinct Magazine and all of these <laughs> other like magazines I would subscribe to, they would have them in So I saw them everywhere. And it was always a joy to just see who they got to be a part of this campaign. And they pretty much got everybody. So it Well, was... is there one that actually sticks out for you? No. Not at all. Not at all. I have no memory of who... I mean, aside from the ones you literally just posted, I don't remember at all who was a part of this campaign. But I'm sure there are some folks that would have been like, oh, cool, yay, let me drink milk now. <laughs> no, no, it wasn't that for me. If you know what it was, and the only reason that this stands out is because of two people, and it's the ones I, I was showing you. It is Sarah Michelle Gellar as Buffy and David Boreanaz as Angel. I remember trying to find those in the store for the magazine, you know, and, and looking for those ads for those two. So, but we didn't get our charms, so we didn't get everybody. We got other WB stars as well. But you know what always happens with charms, <laughs> which kind of said segues into the phantom billy zane appearing in charms later on in his career it all began a very long time ago when a merchant ship was set upon by pirates of the same brotherhood a small boy watched helplessly as his father was killed by the pirate leader the evil kabai Seng. He jumped overboard and was washed ashore on a mysterious jungle island called Bengala. It seemed like a case of out of the frying pan and into the fire, but the Tuganda tribesmen meant the boy no harm. They scooped him up and carried him to their village. And that night, in an ancient ceremony of fire and drums, the tribal shaman presented the boy with a ring of great significance. Then and there, the boy understood that he was destined to avenge his father's death by fighting piracy, greed, and cruelty in all their forms. And when he grew to be a man, he became the Phantom. 1996 superhero film based on Lee Falk's comic strip, The Phantom. So you know why I wanted to see this, Rob? Not just because being a kid in this time and loving superheroes. My father remembered The Phantom with him growing up reading the comics, so it kind of held this nostalgia for me because 
he knew the character and I thought it was cool. It really did add to the appeal to this movie. As well as, uh, once I laid eyes on Billy Zane in this role. You saw this in the theaters then. I wasn't sure if you had. I did. I did see in the theaters and yeah, I don't really have, like I said, I don't have much memory about the movie or even if I liked it or not. I know that it can come off on the cheesy side, especially with what we have going on right now. But you have to think about this particular comic book movie and when it takes place, you know, uh, Mm. not to say like it's a period piece, but I mean, this is before the heavy hype of like CGI and stuff like that. Just think like the Rocketeer and the shadow and so i mean these movies take place in like the 30s and the 20s and you know the the old school way of being a superhero but it's also matched with like the tone and the messaging and in pretty much like the choreographed fight scenes and like all of that plays a part in this old school way of being a hero and a villain and we'll talk about more of that of course but what was really interesting that i read about this movie was that this was the first fictional hero to wear a skin tight costume you know the typical you know like i'm gonna dress up and and you know go out there in an outfit and it's especially a very vibrant colorful one this is the first guy and also you know covering his face making sure that his eyes weren't visible you know like all of that broke with him with the phantom so for many people who don't really know this movie at all, it's it, it, I wouldn't say paved the way, but it was a start to a huge trend that's still going on right now. Matter of fact, he had the black... I mean, this is the, the movie version, and this is after the Batman movies, of course, but he had that black eye makeup underneath the mask that is supposed to look part of the mask, yet at the end, it was I guess it was, an, it was a mistake, but he takes it off to unveil himself to Christy Swanson, who I totally forgot was in this movie too by the way talk about forgetting everything about a movie before i go take off your mask let me see your face kit and he takes the mask off i noticed in the, the eye makeups oh, i was like oh okay magic magic of the phantom i thought that was great too to learn i, I read something similar about the costume being the first form-fitted one and a matter of fact this was a note for you, of course. Where does my head go to? It says that the costume Rob was originally supposed to be done in, in vain of the Batman muscle suits with the rubbery-esque abs and everything. But Billy Zane got in such great shape because he trained every day for this role that when he put the costume on to try it on, his own body was perfect enough. And oh my God, yes. I mean, there's a scene. He was prime and oiled to perfection. The one shot and scene that we got with his shirt off was amazing. Yeah, all of that, I... For sure. (laughs) He looked pretty good in this movie. Another trivia that I thought was kind of fun for you was Bruce Campbell originally was going to play the Phantom in a version of the movie. And I definitely can see that, especially if they were going with the same sort of like uh, tone as this Phantom was. I mean, there's... They're both very charismatic people and also very 
bright and I shouldn't say bubbly, but they're very like quick witted with their words and, and, and stuff like that. So, and they also have like a comfort tone to them. <laughs> you just hear these guys talking, you just trust them. <laughs> so, I mean, I, I could see Bruce Campbell being in this role as well. Like Rob mentioned earlier, this was one of the string of Hollywood movies, The Rocketeer, The Shadow, where it was these period pieces. And much like those movies, this was another commercial failure that ended up getting cult status. I happen to just really enjoy it because of the whole, like I said earlier, the history with my father. I thought this whole premise, which was really cool. Did you like that, Rob? That the fact that he's pretty much a normal guy, but he has this legend built around him. It's passed down evidently through generations, we find out. It's passed down from father to son, so it kind of gives it this urban legend of a immortal ghost that protects this island. Looters, Captain. Captain, you got a problem. You got a thing out there. A big, strange-looking thing on a horse with a wolf. Get him out of here. You there? That man's been chewing on the wrong kind of jungle growth. You know what he's talking about, Captain. We both do. Oh, not now, Weeks. I'm not in the mood. The ghost who walks. The phantom. It's nonsense. According to legend, he's immortal. Been around for four centuries. Poor. Imagine it, weeks, 400 years. Just isn't possible. Do you like that mythos around a movie like this? Do you just want to see it a superhero movie? Uh, I didn't mind the premise. I forgot if he had powers at all. But because he doesn't have powers, I just want to know what is he going to do the whole time and make it believable that he is the best person for the job to do whatever it is his mission is. So there were elements in this movie that definitely made sure that he was the chosen person to carry out this mission and save, you know, the world or whatever he needed to do. Uh, if it was just, again, just some normal guy, then it's like, whatever. So tell everyone what the movie's about again. I'm sure there's a lot of people who have no idea what this is. Phantom was released on June 7th of 1996. It is an early 16th century. A young boy witnesses his father killed by a ruthless leader. And then he jumps overboard and is washed ashore on an island. And he's rescued by tribesmen. And he adapts this identity of the Phantom, a masked avenger. The role of the Phantom is passed down from father to son through 400 years, leading people to believe in a single immortal figure. And in Team 38, Kit Walker, who is Billy Zane, is our current 21st Phantom. And now he has a mission because there are these three magical skulls that treat Williams, oh my God, as our villain. What did you think of about that, by the way? Well, just to touch on your first question, just, you know, he is relying on this myth. And I think just everyone's perception of him is what gives him a lot of power and the idea that he cannot be killed. Apparently, you know, he's, he's trained in strength and agility. He can definitely fight. There was one scene in the very beginning that I was like, okay, I don't know how he did this. But other than that... <laughs> I think that him having the resources, the atmosphere, and plus his two trusty animals to help him. Oh, I loved that. Yeah. I think he is definitely a force to be, you know, reckoned with. Like, you you just don't want to, you know, mess around with him. But at the same time, for this movie, I, I found it intriguing that this legend just happened to kind of, like, make up a thing of its own and become something that 
gives him a, a a better chance of like being that hero that everybody believes him to be right this movie definitely had a very straightforward hero and a straightforward villain like there was never any way of confusing the two or making them complex or giving them some kind of backstory something to wrestle with like this guy literally is fighting greed and corruption and power hungry people and he is there to like balance that out and make sure it doesn't go into the wrong hands and then treat williams our villain he is downright disgusting in all shapes or form like he is the epitome of like a villain camp i was gonna say the epitome of campy performances for sure he's very very campy in this movie he what did i write here he plays it like like a very typical mobster guy he you know his lines like he's he to me he played it like he was on a stage this looked like a yeah stage that's show a great analogy actually yes he was having so much fun playing this role i i don't know if the director made him deliver his lines the way he did but he took it to a direction that was just very camp and comical and 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 very like i i don't even think it was over the top i just think when you see a villain in those old school like comic books or whatever like you just see somebody who's just like ha like he would literally do that in front of people and they'd look at him and be like what is wrong with this man like i don't get it he was really just having so much fun i mean maybe that's what it is rob maybe you pin the nail on the head with that because it seems like they pretty much took a comic book and splashed it on page even with that beginning that we got you know with for those who oh yeah for those who came in late i love that first line that's so cool to just explain like okay y'all don't know who the phantom is from the comic books so for those who came in late here it is i love that very comic book-esque and i actually thought that this proves that you could take a comic book and really not even change the costumes as much as you bring it on a live action format so it can be done i don't know if it's successful due to how well this movie did and like rob said he doesn't really have a power power but there is supernatural things like the skeleton that strangles one of our villains early on and then the swartz ring later too did you like that <laughs> swartz ring <laughs> my swartz is bigger than yours you know what i saw that and i thought of elvira's ring <laughs> oh okay yes or that that's what i thought of first so yeah i didn't need him to have powers i found that this hero was believable for the specific mission that he was in and you know playing the guy kit outside of the costume was very believable as well uh and like i said he's very char charismatic he had a lot of resources i believed him to definitely be that guy who is out there for justice his obi-wan that would talk to him <laughs> a couple of times uh was was nice too apparently his father's death or the the person before him in this yes. phantom line was able to visit him and i want to say that based on how it ended he was able to see his father and his father could not go to rest until he made sure that his son bared another kid to take over his role. It seemed like there was definitely a, you gotta give him that male child to yeah. birth the next phantom. There was a line, he goes, well, maybe, you know, she'll, you know, come back to the island and they'll have a kid after all. And there, and he was like, he's like, then I can finally rest is what he said. So I'm thinking he has to stick around until he knows that his son is okay and is also bared an heir to continue the line. <laughs> what if she refuses you? No one refuses the Phantom. 
So, yeah, there were definite supernatural elements in this, and I actually didn't mind that at all. Did I need him to have a power? Not necessarily, but I also think that when it came to the action scenes and stuff, it was it was kind of believable, but I wasn't really sold as far as, like, the entertainment value you know i know it was definitely old school serial and the action lived up to that level i would say i mean maybe a little more elevated for the 90s even the action is old school for the time you know it throws it back and i could see it's very subdued it's more of a, an adventure movie if anything with action sprinkled in i got heavy indiana jones vibes from this movie definitely Definitely. The plane sequence was a big Indiana Jones thing. You know, them having to jump from a plane out of control and all of that. That definitely was that, but it to a horse too as well my god well it and but it's also just you know going through the caves finding treasure and all that stuff like it just definitely played off like indiana jones do you think originally why the previous phantom which i think is supposed to be his father but it's it weird because father. was the father the phantom up until six years ago there's they're kind of alluded to so was he that old doing the phantom job or is it that he imagines or sees him how what he would have looked like had he still been alive because it isn't it that his gun belt is taken by the villain played by that actor oh my god who's in everything james remar yes i would say that with his costume on you probably can't tell mm. i that's I mean, you're right look at the world that we're in nobody can tell that this man's voice is the same as this kit guy like i would have figured that shit out like the minute he came into frame i'm like oh yeah you're that phantom guy like <laughs> you what do you mean kit walker can't pull it off rob he can't he can't hide so I'm, I'm, I'm assuming it's just with the costume on is that you can't tell so that's kind of how i saw it but i enjoy the lineage the lineage of it all and and just the idea of it being passed down it's just funny how they managed to always like woo a girl in the process i don't know if that's prophesized that they always hook up with some woman to give another kid i'm, I'm serious it's just like i don't know they just guaranteed that he just got you know but males too right yeah that's really yeah, that's yeah. something Kit was in New York at some point, and that's where he met his ex-college girlfriend, Diana, played by Christy Swanson. I guess I would say she plays it as a, a 30s kind of esque character, I would say. She was giving me Earhart realness. Yes, yes. Shade jumpsuits and that, you know. <laughs> Yeah, no, she. I thought she was decent. Um, she wasn't a damsel, which I also enjoyed. Why did I keep thinking that she was Princess Daisy from Super Mario Brothers? I know it's not the same oh, actress. I could see. She was giving me hair. so much of those vibes when I was watching her in this movie. I don't know why, but no, Chrissy held her own in this. I thought she was great. I believe that she is also plucked from the comics as well. Yes, it's his Lois Lane, basically, his longtime comic book. But I thought her reveal was a little weird that she knew him. Like, because when Kit comes to New York and all of a sudden they meet with her. And at, for a second, I'm like, do you not recognize him as the Phantom? And then all of a sudden it was like, oh, I know you. And we have this history. And I'm like, when did they find time to know each other? Because, I mean, the whole time you think he's been on this island this whole time. I thought so, too. I for completely forgot the whole New York plot. Because even though I have this on DVD, it was one of those I picked up just because I had liked the movie and 
you know, I didn't want it to go out of print, blah, blah, blah. But I did not remember that either. I thought he was on the island the whole time. Yeah, yeah. So, but I mean, I thought she w was good for this. I mean, could anybody do this particular role? I think so. But I'm not blaming her for it. I think it's more on how this movie was executed that a lot of the parts in this movies was i shouldn't say one dimensional but they were straightforward characters like they knew they could only do what they had to work with and you know yes. the phantom necessarily didn't have any weaknesses except for the fact that he was a human being just like everybody else but that's it so there wasn't anything to kind of wrestle with he didn't have any backstory or some kind of fear phobia to worry about he was just like i'm gonna save the world bam and she was the same is like we you know i gotta follow with the phantom before you know this movie ends and, <laughs> and no, before my birthing age is over evidently yeah. i gotta bear this child are we to believe though because of the ring at the end that shot the little green schwartz beam out that he would eventually you have the ring and i see your schwartz is as big as mine he was signed on for two sequels, Billy Zane. So I'm thinking maybe this would have evolved past Good Gunslinger. He, we see that he can ride horses. He's acrobatic, I would say. And he's... Oh, okay. Let's talk about this acrobatic. His entrance into the film took forever. I was like, can we get him on screen, please? I'm so sick of these goons taking over the whole movie. It took forever for him to come out. With the kid in the truck. So the little kid with Zach, again, another Indiana Jones thing that I just, yeah. But this little Zach was adorable. I loved him. He was really cool. What's he say, Morgan? Ah, he says turn around. We better turn around. Not a chance. You know, maybe this little quitter needs a lesson in positive thinking. Well, now I get it. Turn the map around. You got it upside down, you big moron. You big moron. <laughs> he comes out on the horse and, you know, bad guys are in the truck and they're, you know, driving away from him. The Phantom, he hops off the horse and he jumps on this jungle gym rod or whatever. And yeah. He swings on it and then, you know, lands on top of a branch where they, he leaps off screen. And then all of a sudden he ends up on top of the truck's window. So I'm to believe he either swung his way all the way to catch up to the truck or he literally leaped from that tree onto the top of the car. He didn't have any power, so I don't understand how this was possible. I think you're right. He must have swung and kept flipping in air until he reached the top of that truck. That's true. They cut away. Yeah, I didn't really get it. But as far as his like fighting technique and style, I, I thought that was great. Uh, he looked good in the suit. I thought the suit was, was fine. But it also didn't really generate fear i mean it's a big purple very bright outfit right so you don't necessarily get scared of him but you know of him that oh my god he can't die and they call him the ghost who walks he doesn't look like a ghost maybe that's what phantoms look like i don't know i don't know there just wasn't really much fear in it so then with with all of that and then when he goes to rescue chrissy swanson i, I oh yeah diana palmer. Diana, diana diana palmer just the minute he comes in he's quick with the words and the wit and he's you know sitting there throwing these one-liners and i'm just like oh so he's this happier he's in a good mood type of hero you know he comes in in danger and he's just got this smile on his face and 
<laughs> and is just very confident that he's just going to save the world. I just, it's funny. In the beginning, there's James Remar, and I think he has like two or three goons with him, right? Yeah. One of the goons was named Morgan. He was the one that I think had like a couple of gold teeth or whatever. So this gentleman, along with Billy Zane, they were in a movie together, Back to the Future 2. They were part of the gang that was picking on McFly. If you How remember the, the car chase with all yes. of his friends in the back, Billy Zane was a part of that, you know, that thug gang or whatever, and so was this other gentleman. So it was a little bit of a reunion that we got just there. Wow, cool. Rob always comes up with these facts. This is why he is the movie geek. <laughs> but yeah, I thought that was cool. And a lot of people don't know this, but yes, Billy Zane was a part of the street gang uh, in Back to the Future 2. And so, uh, yeah, it was really cool to see that i also just wanted to kind of point out that the reveal of his father being a ghost i thought was really cool too because it's just this older gentleman who walks into a cave starts talking to him and then when another person walks into the room he just sort of evaporates yes. I'm like, oh oh okay there we go there's a little bit of that supernatural we're talking about i thought that was cool and then he shows up a couple more times in the movie so that was cool the best and only thing that i will say that i really like about this movie is Catherine Zeta-Jones. I was right. Fifth Avenue, New York City. And her part was perfection. So she is a character that is also plucked out of the comic book, which I want to know more about. It's these flying female pirates. They're the Sky Band. So the Sky Band is full of female-led pirate gang who, like, are aerial. Like, they're, they're, their big thing is that they fly airplanes and stuff. And she even says in there, like, I only, like, hire females. That's it. Those That's my crew. And I love that. But she was amazing. I love her outfits. I love her entrances. I like her femme fatale sort of mentality. She had all the good lines and she just played a villain so well. I really enjoyed her in this movie. She was so funny. And I love that she has this line where she's like telling Treat Williams, oh, I think you're in love with him. Or yeah, I think he's in love with you. And I'm like, okay, they met only two seconds. And she's like, how did you know? And then she's like, look, <laughs> he's in love with her. Because I was in the room and he did not look at me. So if he isn't into me, he's definitely in love with her. I was like, yes, bitch. <laughs> that was amazing. They called her the breakout star for her part in this movie, The Phantom. But Rob, what did you think about the characters just, I guess, swap over to helping the good guys? Was it believable to you? It kind of does just happen out of nowhere. But the well, character really the isn't that wicked to so, begin with, I so guess. Treat Williams, I thought, was a, a good villain to someone who didn't have powers. Like, he was just evil and power-hungry enough to create havoc and chaos, and therefore giving the hero something right. to do. Just his idea of how he was killing people, the way that he was doing it in front of everyone, he definitely did not care who knew that he was evil. The money spoke for itself, like, you can't stop me sort of thing. Yep. For instance, the microscope. Yes! With okay. the knives, like, that that was nasty. Oh my god, that was so gross. And oh, I, I can't even imagine. Like, I don't even know if I can use microscopes now after watching something like that. Thanks so much for coming. Not at all. Oh, uh, one more thing, if you don't mind. I'd like your professional opinion on something under this microscope. Sure. Here, let me hold your glasses.
don't see a thing. Just turn the focus knob. you won't be in any knees anymore yeah he has one of these a scientist or, or someone in his team look under this microscope and he's like turn the dial i can't see anything i can't see anything and then he's like oh focus it and then it sends two knives into this guy's eyes so yeah. it's very over the top again in line with this movie's action and you know storyline to begin with but yeah he's brutal to answer your question though it turns out that he's not necessarily the biggest villain that we have to worry about we are introduced into sort of the yin to you know the phantoms yang which is another sort of like urban legend myth person who in the shadows just has this reputation but he's sort of the evil side of the phantom which is this pirate who runs this like sing gang i forget the name of the it's the sing brotherhood brotherhood yes it's the sing brotherhood it's led by uh they carry a uh, tagawa aka shang song from you mortal kombat you said it yeah. beautifully yes so he plays this kabai sang guy and i thought that he was a better villain in the five minutes that he was on screen i thought so too yes he had Grounded. a a bunch of, you know, pirates, you know, who was his crew, which dominated Treat Williams and his crew. So Treat, obviously, this this Drax character, he basically is all about the power. He's not looking to share his wealth with anyone. So I think for the sake of wanting to live after all of this, looking for the skulls and stuff like that, like Zeta had no choice but to join good because he wasn't <laughs> going to look out for her. I don't think it was necessarily portrayal. It was just more of like, you have two different gangs after the same thing who are you gonna go with you're gonna go with the hero because these two are just gonna cancel each other out i found it believable it just kind of happened real quickly to just also trust her to be a part of the good team now so it's whatever but you're right i'm surprised it wasn't a spinoff well i mean this one didn't even do well so how would they get in a spinoff maybe it's like electra to daredevil but of these female pilots that's a really cool concept as well so the air femme fatale but it was funny though because we get to this ending and they're just like there's a fourth skull i was like really come on a fourth like this whole time we've been concentrating on just three now all of a sudden there's a fourth one you gotta control them and i'm like okay here we go so they just go through that whole thing for the sake of the 90s i thought the effects were all right i'm not gonna bitch and moan about it they the spitting they... skulls the cgi-esque yeah. they did what they had to do I thought the rays shooting out of the skull and also the ring was pretty cool. I, I didn't mind it at all. Again, for a movie that doesn't have much of it, I, I think they used just a good amount to not make it super cheesy. So no fault on the, on the effects. This movie also got a mixed review by Siskel and Ebert. So Siskel thought Billy Zane was boring and unlikable. That's Billy Zane playing the title role in The Phantom, the new movie based on the popular comic strip that apparently has been going strong for 60 years. But on screen, the sight of a guy wearing a purple bodysuit in the middle of a jungle, or even on the outskirts of the jungle, does stretch credibility. And credibility isn't helped by Billy Zane's performance and manner. Phantom is another action picture I'm giving a mixed review to, and I've already outlined my split opinion. Hated the Phantom, laughed at the Phantom, but I like Treat Williams in some of the action scenes. I would recommend to people that if they want to completely forget everything about the plot and everything about the story, which wouldn't be a bad this idea, this movie is worth seeing for the production design by Paul Peters. This is one of the greatest 
looking movies I've the ever seen. The, to give oh, the guy, I think he's very stiff. No, to give the guy a personality, a wry well, humor, oh, an edge, I don't think a little a uh, quality of kidding himself a little bit. There's a lot going on there. I, th I think he's quite stiff, Roger, and that's what, where my problem was. Every time I saw him... Well, okay, Gene. Yeah, well, I liked looking at parts of it, the parts when he wasn't on the screen, the Phantom. That's weird. I don't get that at all. Ebert said that it was one of the most beautiful movies he's seen and that Billy Zane was very likable as the Phantom. So they did not agree. He said he enjoyed every other scene that Billy and the Phantom was at all. I couldn't believe that because he is a charming guy. He's just as naturally charming. He might not be, I guess he's more subdued. He has more of a calming kind of charm to him. He's not over the top, but... I would not think he was wooden and boring at all. Well, I'm, I'm not sure if these uh, reviewers read the comics and compared Billy Zane to this exciting, vibrant phantom in the comic books. If anything, the phantom is boring, but Billy Zane is not boring. <laughs> And I'm not talking about the movie, I'm talking about the character. Like, no, I know what you mean. You're like, that damn Phantom and his... Well, there's not much to the Phantom, especially when he's shooting guns. I also think that's so weird when they're like, Vigilante's shooting guns. I don't know. The Shadow did the same thing, but he also had a power. But I don't know. Just, it, it, it's a little weird, but I think that Billy Zane did bring this character to life. And I also enjoyed watching him, you know, do his acrobatics and saving the day. You know, that whole rescue with Zack and the truck on the bridge, I thought that was all done brilliantly, the way that he was protecting this kid. And again, his one-liners and the way he just came down the laundry chute to save Diana and said his one line and then managed to kiss Catherine Zeta between all of this. I just was like, what is happening? But... I didn't mind this guy at all. Just him when he's at the museum and they're like, okay, he's going to take like two or three days to get like the, and he just throws a, <laughs> a rocket in the window and like took the, like, I, I didn't mind Billy. I thought he was cool. You know, like the man's got a big giant smile and he has a, a very like. A zest for life. Well, he just has a command, to me, he had a commanding sort of like demeanor to him when he enters the room. You know, he was definitely a man's man. He wore the suits. I thought uh, the movie was shot beautifully, though. I love their scene piece, their set pieces and their scenes, the way that they used, you know, the sunset and, and the jungle and all that. Oh, I liked God. all of that. But even like down to the wardrobe and everything, I thought was pretty cool. Kudos to that. We, we recently did The Sting, right, Rob? So that was filmed in the 70s but you know was supposed to double for earlier in time i think this actually did capture the time period very well even when they went to new york it looked realistic well realistic in the movie magic way of things it looked pretty good yeah the film again is just a little slow i will be honest with you it True. took me a couple of tries to get through this movie to be honest it's not that long of a movie but i just think that there were just there were just some things that just took too long to get to the point and i think whether it was just these big long like chase scenes or you know i I, I don't know. There was just a lot of stuff in the middle that just was like, kind of get on with it. And everything, again, just kind of fell into place. There was a literal outline where everything just went exactly where it was supposed to go. And, you know, it was, you know, capturing Diana and then them two falling in love and then the horseback ride. And then like, it, it was just, I don't know. It was just a little slow for me. So I couldn't really get into it as much. But this is a type of superhero that I don't see often 
on screen regardless when i watch something like that i mean the phantom i think gets you with his confidence and not driven by fear i think a lot of people or a lot of heroes sort of in the future are not necessarily there to like scare you into submission but it's more of this like if you don't have powers like fear is the best way to get people to submit to you and his confidence i think is what makes him this hero that gives him like this upper hand on like all of these people and these goons who are trying to like take over the world or whatever didn't the music sound like willow i got a lot of willow in my head every time i would hear some of the music and very grand like willow star wars like very john williams star wars like i just kept hearing the willow in my head i agree it had a great score a matter of fact it it does get a lot of praise for the score at least if anything i i I agree rob like you said earlier when we were talking about it it did take a while to reveal him as the phantom and when we do He's already sitting in the costume, by the way, on his throne. Oh, God, I wish they had shown him on the throne. They, like... In that milk ad they do. Mm. Yeah, no, that would that would have been really cool. <laughs> but then it just makes you think that what is he just... Does he dress like this all the time and, and, and wait? I mean, there can't be that much happening on this island, I would think. But I, who are we to judge, right? Yeah. I just want to mention the horse's name is Hero, which I thought was so cool. And the wolf is named devil so tell me if i'm wrong because you're in animals more than i am can horses and wolves talk to each other and i'm talking like he's in the airplane he needs us let's get get on so we can like save him when he needs to jump off this plane they literally had a conversation on screen you and know took off to save him you're right it's it's one of those things that you have to say this movie definitely borders on the supernatural you have to believe that there's like this magical uh, you know natural bond between the you know it's it's definitely you have to suspend belief definitely i would say this reminds me of a great summer movie brings me back like i said as a kid piratey-esque adventures it is slower so if, if you're not into slow building adventure movies you're not missing anything either if you haven't seen this but i will say if anything alone billy zane is always charming that's the other thing too i think that watching billy zane on here will be um some good entertainment also there's this sort of old school uh older storytelling vibe that the superhero movie has let's say you want to break from all the dc mcu stuff that's going on i think watching a movie like this just sort of gives appreciation for something that's a little bit more subtle like you don't need like all these heavy explosions and you know powers and a lot of like strength and and a bunch of like heavy superhero stuff to really watch a hero's story and i think that this story doesn't have a lot of complexities and it's not cluttered with a whole bunch of mess it's literally just a hero movie that has to defeat an evil guy and that's it uh so but i think a lot of people might be very desensitized from watching something this definitely old school and basic to appreciate it so it really depends i think that there's a bit of a charm to watch something like this i just wish that this movie had a little bit more exciting storytelling and you know but i think billy zane did a great job for a superhero and you know too bad this movie didn't become a series or something i don't know if a sequel would have worked uh 
I mean, I think if they did more of the supernatural aspect, and not that you have to rely on that heavily, because I do love that just a folklore myth that just forms. So this two-picture deal he signed up for, I could only imagine they would probably up the action, maybe? Get Catherine Zeta back. Maybe they would show off her, what is this, a ship of female pirates or whatever he said? Women or something like that? What is this, a ship full of women? All my pilots are women. Interesting. Thank you for rewatching this. I know it's probably one of those movies, even myself, that if we weren't doing this show, it probably would have slipped through the cracks of time. But I, you know, I pass by this poster a lot, whether I'm just kind of like scrolling through streaming channels or online. The poster is very captivating. It's very in your face. It's definitely very old school superhero comic book like, you know. Per- I mean, it's it is. I could totally see what you're saying. With It's a perfect poster. Poster it's it's eye catching and it and it grabs your attention and you know but again it just doesn't sort of fit with a lot of the other you know superhero stuff that you see but just think like Zaro or like Dick Tracy you know these guys didn't have powers but again those movies just gave off a really good swashbuckler um, like vibe where you just see a lot of old school fighting and and just do just being that greater good sort of guy and and just doing the right thing and i think that's what most of these movies sort of portray in their themes and so something like this could be fun it's just again i yeah it was just kind of hard to watch right now so i can't say that i'll revisit this movie again but i know uh, a scene that i might revisit but (laughs) it was the same scene i was revisiting since a teenager probably god he looks so good he looks really good I've never seen such a display. He definitely got (laughs) into shape for this. So if you do anything with the Phantom, you could just look that picture up and call it a day. That scene, that scene, it was so good. We named it. And watch it for Zeta Jones. I thought she was fantastic in this movie. I mean, and you mentioned Zaro. That is definitely out of the two. I mean, the Zaro movie is definitely the better movie. More entertaining. I'm glad we still covered this on the Radical Retro Rewind podcast. So, Rob. When you're not hanging out over here, where can the lovely people find you? Uh, There are two podcasts that you can listen to this lovely voice. Movie Geek and Proud is a movie podcast where I just review movies from my collection to see if they hold up for the most part and sort of just revisit and see if would have bought those movies today if I were to watch them for the first time. And then I'm also doing a Charmed Recap podcast with Ryan. We're on our final season, season eight. So that should be wrapping up pretty soon. That is called Brunch with the Hollowells, which you can find both podcasts on most podcast apps. And you can find the Radical Retro Rewind podcast, one word, on Instagram. We're also on YouTube, where we have videos and all other kinds of fun things. Thank you so much again for being here, Radical Ones. We will be back next Friday with another episode. No one refuses the Phantom. When 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.